Welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show number 230, where each week we have a different story to talk about. Could be a comic, could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, all sorts of stuff. We read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do to come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing okay. How is your weekend going? What have you been up to? My weekend has been good. We have uh, started watching Star Wars Clone Wars, the cartoon. Oh. Um, my, I guess, second full time through watching it. I watched it a number of years ago in full. I bought the big old box set. And I fell in love with it. And that's the show that really got me into Star Wars and stuff. And so uh, we are now starting to rewatch it. My girlfriend is watching it for the first time. And we have a uh, a like companion podcast. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. Uh, so sh- shout out to a more civilized age. Uh, they they do a fantastic <laughs> Star Wars Clone Wars podcast. So awesome. Yeah. That's what we've been up to. And then my my headphones died. I think I'm on different headphones this week because the ones I normally uh-huh. had just weren't working. So ups and downs all around. <laughs> What about you, though? What's what's your weekend been like? I had a virtual convention for Geeks Who Drink Trivia, the company I host uh, pub quizzes for. Nice. So we had virtual games and virtual panels and a little virtual world we could walk around. in. <laughs> Interesting. OK. Yeah. It's like we're walking around in a in a harvest moon or something like that. You got your little pixelated villager. You go in all sure. these little houses and that's where your panels are. Interesting. Okay. Huh. And w- when you went into each like house to start a panel, were you still like in the house? You could see the interior of the house or was it like, okay, now you're just on a zoom call. No, you, there is like, there's like little benches. You make your character go sit in. Huh. That's <laughs> kind of cool. I don't want it's no replacement for an in-person convention, but it is an improvement over just a bunch of zoom windows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, cool. We are not here to talk about virtual reality or a galaxy far, far away. We're here to continue our coverage on Kaiju Max. Uh, if you would like to hear us talk about the first two volumes of Kaiju Max, uh, we covered that previously about a handful of episodes ago, six episodes ago or so. Uh, so you guys can go check that out there. But we are continuing our coverage now. We're covering vo- vo- volumes three and four uh, this time on the podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we will finish up our coverage on Kaiju Max at the end of November because uh, we this is typically reserved for our end of the month specials. Of course, mm-hmm. there's this little small caveat with that at the end of October, which we save for more spooky stuff since it's Halloween. Yeah. So there you go. Kaiju Max. Uh, if you don't know, this is a comic book written and drawn by Xander Cannon. Uh, it is all about Kaiju giant monsters who are in prison, a prison called Kaiju Max. 
uh, and it is the it's their stories just in and around the prison. Uh, this time on the podcast, they are in volumes uh, four, four. They even go into the women's prison uh, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we're starting to see uh, stuff on both sides of the prison. Uh, we're starting to see stuff with the guards. We're starting to see stuff with the guards at home. There was previously stuff happening on the moon. Uh, all, all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. we, we get all all sorts of crazy stories here in Kaiju Max. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, to, to so I, I, I think last time we covered this, we mentioned there was a little bit of confusion as to what we were reading. <laughs> okay, so you told me we're reading two volumes a month except there is no volume six yet it was just going to be a bunch of dis like individual issues we're going to have to get right that's at least the way that comicsology unlimited has it yeah right but then also volumes one and two and volumes three and four were both collected into these big mega editions Mm -hmm. and i got confused and thought each mega edition was a volume and so i read (laughs) both of them yeah. for last month's episode and yeah. i i gotta be honest i did i re-listened to last month's episode but i did not have time to like get my tablet out and like flip back through the 600 pages of kaiju max volume two so i have read this but it was like five it's weeks ago a little bit yeah you're gonna need to remind me on a lot of things i'm gonna remember uh approximate shapes but i won't remember what that character's name is i'll just be like you know that one dinosaur lady who jogs her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys also know me. I'm notoriously terrible with n- uh, names. This so is going to go is well. going to be a blast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we read the Deluxe Adjection Volume 2 this, this time, which collects Volume 3 and 4 here. Um, but yeah. Hydromax has been a lot of fun in volume three. Uh, we are still back in the guy's prison. Uh, I think we're kind of finishing up that storyline, or at least I think if it continues to go the way in my mind, I, I think we'll spend the final two volumes in the women's prison. But I don't know because I haven't read them yet. Um, but that seems to at least be the way uh, the, the book is forming right now. Uh, but yeah, we... Pick back up with the guys in the guy prison. Uh, elect Gore, who uh, made his escape uh, to get back to his kids in the first two volumes. Uh, he he is he's he's now been reunited with them, but things went poorly uh, with that. He found out that his kids are now kind of living on the streets and having to learn how to survive and do some things that they that he does not want them doing that's not Mm. the life that he wants for his kids and unfortunately they get picked back up they get arrested again uh and this time the whole family is sent to kaiju max and separated um because the daughter goes off to the women's Person. Mm-hmm. But here in vo- vo- volume three, we pick back up with uh, the stuff that's happening in the guy's prison and things have kind of heated up uh, in in the, in the, yes, they're they're starting to talk about the, the final species war, 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 
uh, and and uh, a, a big riot eventually ensues. Uh, and then when we get to volume four, we check in on the women's prison uh, and we see Electagor's daughter uh, start to see what's happening over there. Who are the gangs over here? How do they run this prison over there and what the differences are uh, in that uh, we also eventually see a prison birth. There's a pregnant yeah. inmate um, who uh, is having birth uh, and some more crazy stories over there on that side. Uh, but that's kind of it for catching us up on what happened uh, in these two volumes without too many spoilers. Um, but that's what's going on. Melissa. From what yeah. you remember, what do you remember? <laughs> Not much from the this like final species war, or if you just want to focus on like what you remember from the women's prison. How did you like this second helping of Kaiju Max? I remember that I did enjoy this uh, after Volume One ends, where Electrogore goes out, finds his kids. There's this big battle and they have to be brought back in again. The first couple chapters of volume two aren't about them. It's about other corners of prison life. And it takes you a couple chapters to realize, oh, what's Electagor doing? Why haven't we seen him? When are we going to catch up with him? Mm -hmm. And Electagor is a character you like, you really empathize with. But there is a lot going on in the story. And I like the there are a lot of other perspectives it can show us. And that doesn't feel like filler or anything like that they're valuable perspectives it's really nice to have that change of pace to have that change of yeah. setting i think the book knows when to give that to you and uh then when you get to see the protagonist again it's like god ah, i appreciate seeing you again it was nice to have a little break <laughs> it's nice that this book knows when you need a break from certain things and how i think it's pretty good at moving around in all its different storylines yeah yeah it's it's focusing on multiple kaiju and their issues uh all as well as like the guards and the economy of the prison itself and like what's happening within the walls there as well as some of the like home lives of some of the guards and stuff and it 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 yeah it it does a very good job of mixing it up i i would agree with that um yeah, I, I, I liked my time with this this second batch here. I, I felt like I knew a little bit more of what I was getting into. Even when they introduced the women's prison, it was like obviously very familiar because it's still Kaiju Max, which I may be a little bit confused on that because I also thought they were just on a single island, but maybe not. They might be on like a group of islands. Um, maybe. One prison on one island the women's prison on another um because at the start of each of these at, at, at least of these deluxe digestions um there is a map of what the yeah. prison looks like um and it, you know it's it's like your typical like fantasy map of like here's the island with all of the the, the stuff there and that is helpful to a degree i didn't really find myself going back to be like okay where are they now on this island but both prisons look the same because it's just kind of this like the major topography of this island 
right? Because there are giant kaiju, so it is just like, okay, they're in, they're on a hill, they're on a mountain, <laughs> here they are on a tree, right? Um, so it's it's not super visually distinct between the prisons, uh, but I think that also helps with the familiarity of just like, okay, mm. like, I, I, I get that we're in Kaiju Max, even the monsters, for most of them, there's no easy way to be like, what gender are you? Uh, I, mm. I don't know. It's just, they're a monster. Uh, and you're yeah. told that this is the women's prison. That's it. That's all you yeah. get. Yeah. Um, there's a nice assortment of visual designs over in the women's prison. It's not like, oh, this is, is just yes. Godzilla, but but pink or <laughs> right, with the yeah. bow on its head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they they there there are there continues to be some incredible monster design. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, I like I, I think we said this last time, too. Kaiju Max is just fun. It's pure fun. Yeah. Like it's, there, there are some some like darker stories, some heavier yes. topics and stuff. But even still, like it managed to it manages to be a book that just you can tell Xander Cannon just has this encyclopedic knowledge of all these monster movies and giant mechs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And he just absolutely loves it. And I think it really, really shines through and continues to here in this book here. So I am having a blast. Having a blast indeed. Um, I, 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 Guess you might not have any other kind of final spoiler furry thoughts uh, in. This I mean, one, there's there's maybe. bits there's bits I can talk about that aren't a spoiler. Like we do get to see our first prison play in yes. this volume, which is what I had been waiting for. I'm like, show me that. I know this happens. I've seen it in other movies and TV shows. Where's the play? Where's the prison theater troupe? We finally do, get, do get there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we also start to get some, uh, more, I, I, I would call them cryptids, but I guess that's cause I don't really know, mm -hmm. but we get to see characters like Baba Yaga and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. In, Folklore in, in monsters. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, she, like she herself is, a I guess I don't really know Baba Yaga, but like she herself is a witch, but she's in this, like she's in her house in the prison so it is this like yeah. house on these giant chicken legs and stuff like that so i thought that was neat to, to to be like oh there's this there's also this like odd mirror to the mm. the prison g -g guards who are in these like giant mech yeah suits. they're just this like smaller yeah. monster wow but in i've this, never like, thought about it like that suit. before yeah. like baba yaga's house is like a mech suit that she rides around it's yeah like a it's it's a like non-metallic suit it's just like a mechanical like woods and parts and then like magic chicken legs <laughs> right is howl's moving castle a mech i guess it could be <laughs> Howl's <laughs> moving Gundam, right? <laughs> Goodness. Um, yeah, so th th there's all sorts of fun stuff in here, too. Uh, I, I did like the twist of this uh, birth, this uh, this inmate that gives birth mm. here. The father never sh sh shows up, mm. and she's, she's like, you'll be here. 
I, I, I just know it. He'll be mm. here. Uh, and then ends up uh, d- not being there for reasons that become very apparent uh, once you see yeah. the child. Uh, and we're just like, oh, mm. I was not expecting that. That was a d- yeah. interesting, wild twist. Uh, yeah, there. I think so that is the most memorable part of volume two yeah. for me was that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I enjoyed my my time with these volumes here. Mm-hmm. So I say let's take a quick break for housekeeping. Uh, and then when we get back, we can finally dive into spoilers uh, and all that and start talking about the book more in depth. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you all so much. It means a ton. Thank you. We love you a lot. Um, Cool things that we have been up to here at the Whatnots. Of course, all last month here on the review show was Spooky Month. We covered all sorts of different horror movies and TV shows and manga and all sorts of things. There's a big grab bag of stuff for you guys to check out. Uh, and it's the tr- it's one of the traditions that we do here on the review yeah. show. So every single October. <laughs> not that it's not that it's that unique. I mean, I'm sure it's this not, is but just, every just something media every podcast year. tradition. Just it's not like they only year, celebrate so Halloween once every more. five years. <laughs> no, but my point is they can go back and find more every single. That's true. Year. Yeah. If um, you listen to these and you're like, what did you guys talk about in 2018? What was spooky then? You can go listen to us talk about. What was it? Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, that comic series. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, here on the, uh, the they're not here on but on the captain's log we also did our halloween tradition for the captain's log in which we took uh the older stories that we had talked about on that podcast uh and we turned them into horror stories real life things that happened to yeah. myself and melissa and we are changing them and twisting them uh so we did that two weeks ago for our Halloween special. Uh, and then this p- past week, it was back to catching up on pop culture news, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Melissa saw some potentially weird street race, but not a street race thing that led to some mysterious <laughs> dark <laughs> office building. Uh, right. So if people have next year in the <laughs> Halloween thing, right? <laughs> if 
there are people who do street races at 9.30 p.m. in a suburban Missouri office park. <laughs> I guess I saw that. Yeah, we're not sure what it was exactly. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to hear about that, that's on the captain's log. Uh, and then for the reactor core, uh, we have our latest reactions up to Star Wars Andor uh, episodes seven through nine. Uh, I have to say the end of episode nine goosebumps tingles. Andy Circus has a line in there that's oh. just like, oh, man, it's about to go down. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. And Andy Circus is phenomenal uh, in, in good in, in everything. Role. Andy Circus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but but yeah, be on the lookout for more stuff from all of our shows coming up. But that's about it for housekeeping. Uh, so let's get into spoilers. Bam, there we go. Cool. Um, so, Melissa, do, do you remember much from that species final war thing no, going on? Not at in all. There? No. So it's it, it, yeah. Like when when we pick back up with what we read. We are still in the Kaiju Max prison that we had stuck with last time. And we see Electagor and his son are now being put in or back in Kaiju Max. And when he gets there, it's the same old characters, you know, uh, and we're, we're just kind of checking in with them again. Things had kind of like we 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 knew like who the gangs were we got the cryptids over here we got the like mecha the, I, I don't want to say godzillas because they're not all godzillas but we got the like mecha monsters mm. over there all that sort of stuff and things have kind of progressed enough where tensions are high all over uh electrogor mm. now goes to Mechazon, and he's like, "Hey, I want to. I want to employ you to kill Zon. Like, I, yeah. I, like for what he did to me. Now that I'm back here, he thinks he owned. Like, I'm just. I've had enough. Like, this is it. Mm. I want to. Like, like this is your purpose. This is what you were built. Yeah. For. So I want you to to be the one to exact my revenge." And Mechazon, now that he's turned to his techno religion, I don't know exactly what to mm. call that, is just like the cloud. Uh, yeah, worships like, the cloud. I'm I'm sorry. I, I can't do that. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I, I need to go against my programming here. Um, and he like elected or. I, I that that's from what what I remember off the top of my head. I know I was the one that just read it more recently, but that's kind of where that storyline progresses to, um, mm -hmm. because I think one of the first big twists that we get in this volume is that uh, if, if if you remember, uh, Zahn is also in that relationship uh, with the nurse. Yeah, of, of the doctor Kyle. Yeah. She's a doctor. Yes. Doctor, um, is there is her name Doctor Zhang? Is that it? Yeah, Doctor Zhang. Um, 
And she's also kind of starting to get fed up with him. And eventually he he hits her and she's just like, that's it. Like, we're done. And she goes feral uh, and ends up killing him. Um, Mm. And and so then when like I I forget, like who shows up to be like, all right, now's our chance. Let's go kill him. They like turn the corner Mm. and he's already like ripped to shush. (laughs) <laughs> by her, by her and they're all just like oh shit like what happened here uh and we don't necessarily get that story till later when we see dr zhang who is now in the women's prison mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. re- reflecting back on, on yeah um, it's fascinating that they send her to the women's prison because she's a a normal human woman who's got one of those ultraman suits But her suit is stuck. She can't size down. So simply because of the size of her, they have to put her in the women's side of Kaiju Max. She can't go to a normal human prison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I I, I like that, that they they at least have a space for for. I mean, not that I like that they have a space for her, but like uh, Mm. but they, they have a prison. It's like, well, I guess we could put you in with the monsters. I Sure. Uh, and it's just like, well, uh, yeah, it's a, like it, it's an interesting turn of events for, for the story. Mm. Um, yeah. And and that that was neat to to see there. Uh, but in in the midst of Electagor coming back and him being there with his kid, which is, is yeah. kind of a, a, a wild thing that I we, we at least did, didn't really get much of in that volume. Maybe mm. we'll return to that story because I have a feeling There's going to be I mean, it is also a giant monster story. So I have a feeling this is not going to end well. And there's going to be some like giant monster attack or out break or something. And I think Electagor and his kids will be reunited somehow, some way. Um, But we 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 see Electagor and his son, but we don't get much of them talking of like so you were here before and like like what what was it like uh, all, all like we don't get much of them talking and coping and reconciling mm. of like hey i've gotten out of here once i just need to make yeah. the right connections again and we can go find your sister and get her her, her mm. out right um and i i'm i'm hoping we get more into that in the final two volumes for yeah. next time because uh, I, I think that's a really interesting kind of pairing right of of I, like i i'm sure it happens where father and sons are in the same prison that that's mm-hmm. really unfortunate but i like that's just not something in fiction i've seen much of Mm -hmm. so i i really liked that bit that he he now has this extra bit of like i like i for for real need to like i'm not just taking care of me like i need to protect Mm. my my son too Mm -hmm. too um so i thought that was fascinating yeah which was another one of the reasons why he wanted zon killed like he didn't want zon going after his son and he didn't want to look weak in front of his son either i think might have been part yeah. of it. I, I I I can believe that for, for sure. Um, 
but uh yeah so in 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 the, the midst of that we also get uh something that i was really really interested in was the uh this goat character um yes the the creature of devil's creek yeah mm-hmm. um, although his mother calls him daniel daniel yeah what really <laughs> <laughs> he gets uh he gets a visitation there at the prison and the visitation is like the the human character visiting them is in this like room with a big glass window that's like set up on a hill so that they are looking at the eye, eye line of this yeah. giant monster. They're on like an observation deck and it's this very sweet seeming nun. And the twist is that she's some sort of a satanic nun and his yeah. dad is Satan. That's yeah. how you make a goat man. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which was great because yeah she like your your only hint at 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 first is that her mm. cross that she has is upside yeah. down uh but like if if you're not really paying attention you yeah. won't notice that and then when she starts like praying because she she's still like are you eating like are you taking care of like she is mm. caring for her son yeah that that is yeah. a big misconception of satanists is that they want to hurt mm. everyone and do all of that right mm-hmm. but she like she loves her son and it's like are you are you eating like all all that stuff and it's like can 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 i pray for you can we pray right now and then when she starts praying it is this like wait what oh oh my god no not oh oh my god oh my satan what's happening here (laughs) right like her 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 voice changes like and like satan has to take her form in order to talk right. to his son and the creature of devil's creeks like no mom i don't want to talk to dad there's no need to bring dad into don't this put dad on the phone don't put dad on the phone no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah that was fantastic. he was he was one of my favorite storylines in this volume because it is a within the larger narrative and within i i can imagine like prison narratives in general it's about how far you go when you were tested how much you exceed what you thought were your limits were your standards were your morals how harsh and hardened of a person you can become but creature devil's creek he starts as a coward and he never breaks out of that (laughs) like he never hardens up uh, and I think that's an interesting journey for that character to go on is accepting this place isn't going to change me. The only thing it's going to do is make me more scared. Yeah. Yeah. And if I I don't know if I read this right or not, uh, but it when when it did get into his backstory and his history with his family, it seemed like mm-hmm. he was the kind of cryptid that was often misunderstood. Like he like. They, yes. Like people saw him out in the wild and he wasn't supposed to be seen so it was actually satan that then went and killed all these people but because they were specifically looking for this goat and had made it known like they think the goat did did it so i think that's how he got arrested i think he like he's not actually the culprit of all of yeah this, yeah, his, I think I read that right, but I yeah, I think his his devil dad was killing everybody who who saw him, and he was disappointed in his son that he wouldn't like want to kill any of these hikers himself. <laughs> he, he just wanted to be half goat man. He he, he just wanted to be a goat man thing. 
right? Yeah, he just wants to <laughs> frolic in the woods and he doesn't want to kill anybody. And his dad's like, Daniel, I always have to clean up your messes for you. I don't want to do that anymore. You're on your own here in prison. You need to learn to clean up after yourself, which he means murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, he's confronted by some of the other inmates in there to 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 join their gang to start selling stuff for them just to be more a part of things there and he doesn't really want to be a part of it he's too scared um mm. and eventually they kind of I, I forget exactly what the reason was that sparked it that they were like okay okay we need to kill him um, I, I think it was maybe just like a show of force within the gang, like they needed to do. Maybe. Some, I don't. I also don't exactly. super remember um, this part, but that that sounds right. But essentially, they take D -D -D Daniel to cross a river, uh, which this oh, is something that yeah. I did not know in folklore that like evil yeah. spirits or something are not able to cross rivers. That's something I had never heard of um mm, and so, yeah, yeah running they, water is like something that will like destroy a malevolent spirit like it'll take away its power you know like a ring of salt crossing running water right. sunlight stuff like that props up in a lot of mythology interesting i've seen the salt thing the salt thing is ever everywhere yeah. that's the one thing that i know but i've never heard the like running wawa yeah water stuff so and it's, yeah there is it, there is a big oh go ahead no i just want to say that i like that that's what they're using to hurt him yeah. and so they take him to a river bank and the only threat is we're going to make you cross the river. <laughs> like yeah. they're not there to like, that's how they kill him. There's no other threat of violence. I like this seemingly innocuous, even peaceful thing being this character's instrument of downfall. That is fascinating. And I like before he stepped in, I was really wondering, like my mind was like, I, I really like this concept, but I don't know. I was like, he's legitimately half man half demon so like what does that leave him on the other side there i was like yeah they, they, they can't really take that out of him like it's a part of his dna and it's not mm. like he's a malevolent spirit in the sense that he like oh, yeah he murdered a thousand people and sacrificed mm. them to his father mm. and like did a, it's like he's just he wants to like stay away from it all like we said he's a coward like He's not really a malevolent spirit. He's not an evil spirit. So, like, what's it going to make it? And then he crosses it, and he's just a goat. Just a little goat. <laughs> just <laughs> and there's, um, and there's this, somebody then steps on him, squishes him, and you think, oh, no, that's it. That's the end of the creature of Devil's Creek. But they had set up this other prisoner and I don't really remember his name or what he looks like, but it's another like huge, like maybe the biggest prisoner on the whole island, huge, terrifying looking monster. And he's like absolutely at the top of the food chain. And like, he doesn't need to prove that to anybody. Like he's so big. He's so scary looking that he doesn't really do anything. He yeah. just sits peacefully, you know, by a pond or something and takes care of like little animals that, that are growing there on the island. Like he's, yeah, he had he he's like become so sharks and, and, yeah. and stuff. He's become so powerful that he's reached this sort of uh, level of peace and contentedness in his life. Like there's nothing he needs to strive for. And so we see 
creature of Devil's Creek get squished. And then like chapters later, we see that that bigger monster has like found him and, and nursed him back to health. And yeah. that's where that's where he lives now. He's just a, a simple pet for this big, peaceful monster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope we get to see more of yeah. down down the road. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't like that character. Mm-hmm. And then now, now I'm wondering, like, is there a way to get an evil spirit back inside him to return him to mm. his normal self is that possible who knows um but but yeah i, I liked that storyline a lot too we also checked back in with wofie uh who was the yeah. like, monster that ended up killing his dad 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 i guess we did see a monster and his dad in in yeah yeah prison before wofie and ape whale yeah uh, but he's he's still there. Little boy is still haunting him. We still don't really know exactly if if, if he like is this guy real. He, like I, I think what a- we did see a scene where other characters are looking at him, and he's. Like, I don't remember right himself. now. I'm just regretting that neither of us dressed up as little boy for the Halloween episode. That'd be great. One. <laughs> it's yeah. so simple. <laughs> um but we, yeah we, we we get to ch- check back in on him uh wofie was also a coward but this is mm. also another like hey let's take a story about this monster that maybe seems a little more pathetic but mm. instead of getting the evil spirit taken out of him and squished wofie ends up becoming this like giant monster and ends up like killing a bunch more people or at least like fighting them off uh and so Mm -hmm. that that was that was interesting to see because i liked that monster design too um yeah man like i i i like all of these smaller stories that we're checking in with i I like i i still want to kind of get back to electagore because he very much had that like main character energy and and stuff like that but i think they've (laughs) they've built up a few of these storylines that i'm like you know what i actually do kind of like these characters like let me check back in with uh with what these guys are up to yeah i want to talk about that play that i mentioned because this is something that i was hoping the story would get into was what sort of educational or cultural or extracurricular programs are there that the prison puts on for the inmates to do like when are they going to do a play (laughs) and we get in the first volume we were introduced to red and green humongo and in this volume they've captured all their brothers all their different colored brothers and uh there's a visual gag where they are brought to the prison packed inside a giant crayon box and there's the director's footnote from xander cannon that says i know this doesn't make any sense but it's so silly and i love it yeah. Like, I love it too. I'm with you. They get packed in a big crayon box. And then there's there's no setup to this. There's no lead in. You don't know what's happening. You just cut to all the humongos doing a Hamilton style retelling of the original 1954 Godzilla. Yeah. And there was an American edit of the original 1954 Godzilla where they had the actor Raymond Burr playing like a reporter that was going to investigate these events. So they just sort of cut him into the original footage and like refilm some scenes with the, the Japanese actors, I think yeah. sort of, 
give it a little bit more of an American audience appeal. So the part in this fake musical where they go, who are you? Raymond Burr, sir? Transcendent. This is worth great. The, the entire cost of admission. <laughs> like This is what all of this was leading up to. That's so perfect. That's the highlight of the book is Raymond Burr, sir. How <laughs> clever, how smart. And that entire rap, the thing being within the, the very clearly understood Hamilton style that we're all so familiar with now. Mm-hmm. And it's got all of these kaiju references on it, too. There's another part in the book where like one of the other prisoners does like a monster rap. They do a kaiju rap. And it's it's good. Peter <laughs> Cannon's very good at not just the in-jokes and the wordplay, but making it rhyme and making it sure it, it, it fits this meter. Yeah. It fits this rhythm. I'm very impressed. It's it's good stuff. It's fun stuff. Um, mm. I, I did see in the back of this, the the deluxe digestion that we read here, uh, there is also a Kaiju Max theme song. And he has the like <laughs> notes written out for like, if you want to play it on piano or something like that, <laughs> uh, you, can, you can figure out the Kaiju Max theme song. Just great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah I, I i knew that you would love that 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 play and that we would we'd have something to to talk about there that was a lot of fun to I hope see we get, them do that <laughs> i hope we get to see it again like i said there's no nobody talks about this thing before it happens there's no tryouts it's an exclusively humongo brothers production i guess nobody else was allowed to audition you just <laughs> dropped into all the other monsters gathered around watching them do Godzilla Hamilton. Great and I, I want another one in volume three. I want them to just keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Even all of the, the, the artwork and stuff on the covers of the comics mm. is yeah. like one of the humongos doing. The yeah. Like point up that Hamilton is doing. And yeah, it's fantastic. Um, that like that, 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 that is Still, one of the things that amazes me about this book is just how many details Xander Cannon is packing in to, to all of this stuff. Even just dialogue of like a monster where they, they could have said, like, I'll rip you to shreds. They say yeah. something specific, like I'll like I'm going to ram a boat in your face or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And like you'll go in the footnote and you'll be like, he says that because that's what happens in, you know, Godzilla versus Bambi or what have you. I don't know. <laughs> like uh, there there was some like Bambi meets yeah. Godzilla thing that he kept <laughs> yes. referring to in there. And I was just like, what is this? I've never heard of this. Look, but No, uh, Kyle, go look up Bambi versus Godzilla. The whole thing is like 90 seconds long. Yeah, I, I now absolutely know that it, it exists. It is something that I want to go find and check out. Um, but like he has so many, many references to things like that, that j- j- just in normal d- 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 dialogue, you can just skip past a whole page and miss like 20 different references yeah. to, to, to things here. Um, yeah, that is right. Like there's no generic threat. Every threat has to be a callback to some attack a monster did on another monster in an old movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then some of this stuff is missable. 
right? Like mm. if, if you don't know it or you don't, you're not reading a version that has these footnotes. Uh, I'm not sure if they're in the like regular single ish issues or in just the normal collected v- v- volumes. Um, but it, yeah, if you don't have that, there's some of these references and things you probably won't pick up on. Um, and it, it's okay to not know them. It's not like you're missing out on mm. a major, like, like, oh, okay, they've been foreshadowing this the whole time. Like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It's just like, oh, it, yeah, he just says this because that's what happened in this one. Movie. Mm. It's just, I know all of this stuff. And so I'm putting it in, right? Like, that's, that's yeah. what it feels like. Um, so I, I, I'm still really ap- appreciating that. Let's move on to the women's prison. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned that they had a lot of really good designs. Uh th- th- like it, it 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 or I I was starting to say like it's familiar enough that you don't feel like yeah. you're so far out in a different book who what's happening here. Like you still feel mm. like you're in Kaiju Max. Uh there are a few really, really good uh like details and stuff within the character design uh, to clue you in like, oh, yes, yep, this is a women's prison. But for the most part, they're they're also not. They're they're just monsters, right? Like, you, yeah. you don't really know. Because um, I, I, I think even Electagore's daughter, you really only know that it's a, it, like it's a female v- version of that monster because mm-hmm. they say that it's elected Gugor's job. Yeah. Um, there is one character in here, and I don't remember her name, but she's the one that was pregnant. Uh, and, and Go-Go Space Baby! Go-Go Space Baby. What a great name. Who, who has been mentioned before when they go, uh, when Electagor and, is it Red Humongo or Green Humongo? Him and one of the Humongo brothers escape and like go stay at the other one's... Uh, they go like crash at his pad and he's like, no, I'm on parole. I can't be seen with you guys. Get out. Get out. He mentions that like they used to hang out with Go-Go Space Baby and like he used to date her and she sort of fell in with the wrong crowd and fell into drugs. And the last time they saw each other, she like barely recognized him. And yeah, so when we see her and she's pregnant, I was thinking that's who the, the father was, was whichever humongo brother that was. Yeah, because she when 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 you meet her, uh, the, the one detail that I want to point out about her d- d- design is that she does have these like hoop earrings that are just yeah, uh, 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 that are just like these big steel girders that she's like wrapped up in like a <sighs> yeah, article. G- great stuff. Um, but yeah, when you meet Go Go Space Baby. And she does start talking about the father of her child. She never names him. She ever mm. says like, oh, Daniel, I can't wait for Daniel to get over it. Right. It's it's not that it, it, she that's she the secret is, twist is that every monster's real given name is Daniel. Exactly. Uh, no, uh, like she she's she, she just keeps saying like I like I, I love him. He's he's great. Mm. He's he's cleaned up his act. Uh, like he, he, he'll, he'll be here. Mm. That's kind of it. That's all you get. You're just like, I, I don't know. Everyone's like, are you sure? Like, maybe he's not coming. I don't think he'll be here. I, I know it. I know he'll be here. He said he'll be here. Um, 
and you don't figure out who the father is until she gives birth uh to to which uh do we want to say who the father is now or do we want to go into dr zhang's story because they're well, like, well dr zhang does uh befriend her be able to really yes. know what to do with dr zhang over there and i think a lot of the prisoners don't know she's a normal human woman she's the doctor from the right. other kaiju max who just got stuck in her supersized ultraman form like i think they think she's a giant robot or she's from space or something they like they think she's one of them yeah. and she starts trying to help out uh, the doctor there in the Kaiju Max women's prison. And he like, doesn't take her seriously at all. He's like, yeah, you can like help hand me stuff. And she's like, I went to 12 years of monster medical school. Please treat me <laughs> like, like a doctor. I'm, I'm a better doctor than you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, she forms a really sweet relationship with, with Gogo space baby. Who's uh, a real sweetheart. And I love her design. She looks like a big yellow chicken and she's, her belly is just like an, a crystal mount. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny looking uh, like they're really good friends. And so Dr. Zhang has to like push this other like inept doctor out of the way. Like, no, this is a breach birth. You don't know what you're doing. She's yeah. my friend. I'm a doctor. I'm going to do this. Even if I have to lock you out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Dr. Zhang uh, helps Gogo Space Baby uh, birth her child. They pull the child out, and it looks exactly like Zon. Like an exact, like an exact tiny Zon. Like there's zero percent of Gogo Space Baby in that design. There, there is, there is a little bit because he, she has, she has more of like the crystals and stuff on her, and the baby, okay. baby, baby, baby has some of that on, on. on okay, okay, too. But it is still very much like, oh, the father is Zon. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> like. Uh, no wonder he he can't be here. <laughs> like, he's yeah, not here. like uh, that's oh. I think that's such a good reveal, because even if Zahn was still alive, we know Couldn't what a bad it. dude he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he, like he 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 is in jail. It's not like he could really. I, well, I don't I don't know if that is a thing, if like they will let inmates go visit other inmates within the print. Like, I I don't feel like that's a thing but i don't know um don't know yeah so i i just like in my mind like once i saw that it was like oh he was ne never gonna be there yeah like and she, she's just like disillusioned because like not only is he in jail but he mm. started up another relationship with dr zhang then Dr. Zhang killed him on t on top of all of the, the, that. Like the, there's just layer upon layer of like he was never yeah. going to be there. And she no. just doesn't realize that. Go, go, space. JB is just it's so, so tragic. Yeah. But then it, 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 I, I feel like it was kind of revealed that go, go, space, baby did kind of eventually put it together of why Dr. Zhang was well, in I there. I think maybe Dr. Zhang had told her I was in a bad relationship. I killed him. That's how I got here. I, I, I think that's what happened, that she just alluded to it. And then Gogo Space Baby just sees the look on her face when she sees the baby. And she's like, oh, it was Zahn. Uh, yeah, you dated yeah. and killed Zahn. Yeah. Um, 
so big revelations with that i definitely i i'm imagining that the next two volumes will stay more so on the women's prison mm. side but like i said this is also just a giant kaiju story so i i feel like there will be some mm. big thing there'll be reunions there'll be some big fight yeah. or something like that we might not stick the entire two v- v- volumes in the women's prison but i want to know a little bit more about that and what's happening with that story line because they do try to go after her uh after dr zhang uh after the baby's been born but there's all sorts of other stuff happening in the women's prison at the same time too there is this queen bee monster who is like using a few of the inmates to it, it it's also this like kind of religion thing but it is more yeah. like, a, like a culty religion yes if, if that makes sense it is this like mm. i feel like you made all of this stuff up what's going on here and um, yeah but she's producing this honey that her followers feed off of yeah uh, and then there is this other monster, this like Cthulhu. I mean, like it's goat. Not, it does not look like Cthulhu, but the like. But she's from that mythos, type, right? Yeah, yes, her yeah. name is like Goat of a Thousand Young. That's goat. Goat is yeah. cool. She's like a goat skull that's just With propped like up on a giant body of worms. Spaghetti. Yeah, like fucking stuff. Um, fantastic, uh, and she kind of gets mixed up in this cult but also she and like i guess her power is that she can like suck the dreams out of the people and as a result produce this like black tar like liquid mm. that i guess also makes people hallucinate and follow her like they get addicted to it so much that that there's that is something with that so things go wrong very fast uh yeah. with queen bee and and this this little goat lady uh and goat lady ends up kind of taking over and starting this like religious war within the within mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the women's prison uh and the way the women's prison is run is like all of the like board of directors like the warden and her like immediate yeah. like like uh so they are all in these mech suits that form up like voltron Um, yeah and they 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 are like wandering around the prison that way and they're trying to be more like they're they're trying to not run it like a typical prison they are trying Mm. to be more like okay let's explore therapy like let's explore Mm. uh, like education and how can we actually rehabilitate these prisoners to go back out into society once they've served their sentence and not all of the guards there really Mm. believe that that will work uh and stuff like that so when it becomes obvious that uh there is this kind of like weird religious war going on they don't all agree on how to handle it and things just go bad very quickly as we find out that like one of the feet uh the like drivers <laughs> on, on like in 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 the foot is also hooked yeah. on all this blacks that like things just go wrong so fast yeah um and uh we see electagor's daughter 
get caught up in all of this stuff. She gets beaten up trying to protect Dr. Zhang. Um, yeah, it's it's the whole thing is a mess. It goes bad very mm. fast. Um, yeah. But Electigor's daughter. Oh, go hmm? ahead. No, I just wanted to, I don't remember her name. <laughs> I think it starts with a Z it's, or an X it's or like something. Torgax or something. Torgax. Like I mean, it's a son who's like Z or X or something. Torgax. <laughs> Classic girl named Torgax. Right. But like she <laughs> has really hardened up in the time since her dad disappeared. And Elector has got these sort of like uranium orbs that grow out of his back and out of his like big back like dinosaur scales and she's kind of got the same thing and but i don't know if like spiky though yeah she's yeah and so she would have like people come over to the cave and she'd tell her little brother like go in the other room go in the other cave don't look and these people would like lick these other monsters would like lick the uranium off of the like crystalline shards of her back to get high and like that's how she like paid for her and her brother to have food and shelter and everything and she's really aggressive like you we're not directly following her which i think is interesting she's just another piece of the world that the other characters that we are following see like we don't get her perspective but we Mm -hmm. see dr zhang or gogo space baby looking at her like starting fights in the cafeteria line yeah (laughs) like she really hasn't she hardened up a lot and she has not really softened up much like she I, it's going to be a a longer journey for her to kind of come back around to being uh, a well-adjusted young lady. Yeah. I'm also wondering if that particular style of monster species of monster, if the female are the ones that are more aggressive and maybe hardened or if that is just a, a thing of their both in, in environment and disposition, like is it like did her uranium crystals deposits i'm not sure exactly what to call them did they harden up and become jagged because she had to become more Mm. hardened and aggressive and like their father's not a hardened criminal and his are these like bulbous like egg shaped things like he's exactly right in his design uh so it it could be that the the women of of that that species are are the more aggressive uh, mm-hmm. ones in that he was just hoping to raise his daughter where she wouldn't have to rely yeah. on on those those yeah. instincts. Um, there's also I don't remember her name, but there's another interesting prisoner over here on the women's side who she looks just like a big burly dinosaur with a bunch of tattoos and she spends a lot of time over in the exercise yard like she just jogs back and forth like she's just trying to keep in shape other people like make fun of her try and tease her she just doesn't engage she's like i i'm just here doing my own thing i'm working on myself and she was the foe of this another sort of Ultraman type of hero who's like a real heartthrob, a real celebrity. And people are like, tell me about the time you fought him. Oh my God. Do you guys like know each other? She wasn't. Well, I think, well, I think maybe she was to begin with, but then they started a romance and like this monster also mentions she has a husband on the outside and it turns out that's him. Yeah, because it it seemed like they were fending off some kind of alien invasion. Mm. And if I remember correctly, it was the alien species that Alf 
is <laughs> like, they, they fended off from planet melba but yeah yeah but she she got arrested as, as mm. the like you're just because i i think in the process she destroyed a bridge that then so they like took that as like oh she's hostile she's destroying property whereas her boyfriend then got praised and paraded around town as like the hero mm. and the savior of this this heady mm. and so he's like living it up as a celebrity yeah. and going on all these parades and talk shows and all of that stuff while she is stuck in this prison and yes some of the inmates like find out that she is married to him and they all think that her husband is super hot and so they're yeah. just like what was it like being with him oh my god um and that she's just like oh my god like let me just jog in peace please <laughs> yeah yeah and he comes to visit her but he's like on his phone he's like he's sorry babe they, they yeah. got a ticker tape parade for me i gotta go to i hope you're doing okay and he's like i'll put money in your card and she's like are you sure because you didn't put money on my card last time yeah yeah and she's like yeah. trying to buy something at the commissary mm. she can't because he again did not put money on her card uh and then we find out that not only is he a dick but he's also chatting on her mm. with someone else on the outside so things not going well over there uh but we do catch up with Again, I'm terrible with names. I don't remember this guy's name at the top of my head, but he was the inmate from yeah. Kaiju Max that went that was scared to go smaller because he oh, was the, the guard. Switched, his name was right. Yeah. Was his name Jiang or something like Jiang. that? Yeah. Jong and his wife it is his his robot wife her, that's Chisato, right? That's yes. her name. That's yes. Mechazon's sister. Yes, exactly. Um, and he, he we, we catch back up with him when Dr. Zhang is now in the women's prison and he is now a guard for the women's mm. prison. Uh, and it, he sees her and he's like, oh, Dr. Zhang, I wasn't expecting to see you here. Like all, you know, the, starting to make small talk. And then you, you yeah. know, on the loudspeaker is like, all right, inmates, get to your cells. And she's like all right, I gotta go. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. That's just for the inmates and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, I gotta go. And Uh, And he's just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Why are you in this prison? This is weird here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, his whole whole, uh, thing is that, yeah, his wife at home is pregnant. He needs to make a little (laughs) bit of extra money. Um, And I... I love that they don't explain how this human man who just has a big mech suit got a robot lady pregnant and she just has like a big bump on her robot body. It's really cartoony. It's really silly. Like all the emotions are real, but the logic is like just hand waved away. Like it's not this robot's pregnant with her human husband. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Like is did they have to like decide they wanted to make one and then the wife is like well i guess i got some extra like space inside my body i could start working on a new prototype like uh, nine months like nine months of r and d and they're ready to like make this new mech um 
but but yeah the wife is at home pregnant he needs to make a little bit of extra money to help cover costs but he can't really get that at the women's prison it got denied um and so he ends up starting to like sell like smuggling some cigarettes those those smokestacks that that uh yeah. you would see there and he's selling that to Baba Yaga mm. and eventually in the midst of all of the shenanigans that's happening in the women's prison uh he, Baba Yaga gets taken out of her home uh she, we don't know what happens to her at first uh, we do see her later on, but uh, th- then there's another inmate who's now like sitting on top of the house and using that as her like mobile. Oh, and that's um, that's that lady who owns the moon casino. Yes. And like her son died over in regular Kaiju Max and she was like absolutely spoiling him like bribing the guards to give him all this stuff but she's like don't give him drugs I don't want him hooked on drugs and he gets one drug and he dies <laughs> yeah yeah um and so she is kind of like wiggling her way up to the top of yeah. the the food chain here in the women's prison uh but has is like taking over all of Bobby Yaga's like previous mm circles and backdoor dailings and stuff like that so whereas Zhang was okay with smuggling a few extra cigarettes into the prison to sell to to baba yaga this character is like cigarettes aren't gonna cut it we need you to get uranium Mm. um yeah and he's just like the, the 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 hard stuff no thanks i don't want to yeah, be a part yeah. of this and and then she's like well you're gonna have to be because we've been we we like we sent someone to your home to your wife and he's just like mm-hmm. oh, fuck and he like he, yeah he goes straight home and yes someone has attacked his wife and i did read the footnotes uh in this mm. section here um and yeah xander can and was like hey I didn't want to fridge the wife. That's mm. a mm-hmm. terrible trope. It was terrible when it first happened. And the fact that it keeps happening and it's just like, what, why are we still doing that? He was like, I, I just, I wanted to avoid that and flip that on its head. So yes, when Jean gets there to his house, the house is wrecked. He's calling out for his wife. There's no answer. He's fearing the worst. He sees his wife and she is beaten up. Yes, mm-hmm. but she, he's like, are they still here? Where are they? And she like p- points over and is like, you should see the other g- 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 guy, right? And he's just, yeah. he's just fucked up, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I, I, I did like that. That like she, she, she's hurt. She's had a rough time, but she's, <laughs> she's survived. She's okay. Yeah. The um, and they immediately call for help of like, hey, the baby is coming right now on top of mm. all of this. They give birth, but well, to make the birth yeah. easier for her, he has to power down and he has to get smaller. He's the only one. And this was like the biggest fear of, of him is that like if I go small, I'll be squished. Like, I yeah, 
I don't want to JJO that, but he's the only one that can like get this like natal not only inside her but in her body to to the right yeah. spot to where it needs to be. Yeah. He has to, to like cr- shrink down and climb inside of his giant robot wife. Right. It's it's what was that that old sci-fi inner space. Yeah, there, yeah, there is that. That's not necessarily the one I'm thinking of. Well, They've it's done it's that like in the all sorts of sci-fi fantastic, stuff. Ju- fantastic voyage. Yes. Yeah. 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 Inner space yeah, 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 is the '80s version of that. Yeah, we saw the yeah. Venture Brothers do it. We've all done it. <laughs> um. Yeah, like we, we we see that stuff and he plugs it in like right at the moment that like the baby is coming out. So she is pushing, she's yelling, she's screaming, she blows a gasket uh, and mm-hmm. things start falling down on top of him. And it's his worst nightmare. It's his fear. He's g- 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 getting squished. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, he does end up surviving. He gets out by time he gets out. The baby, baby, baby has already been born. Um, and he's so scared. Like, I guess this is a part of a thing with his mech suit. I don't know exactly how this logic works yeah, either, but I, when I'd he's like- scared, he grows guns. Yes, like there is yes. Some kind of like biomechanical thing happening yeah. with his suit there, which might explain some of the logic of how they can have a maybe child. there is this like biomechanical thing right but he's there he is just decked out with guns because he is so freaking scared right he like he started this thing with like maybe he has some like over the shoulder cannons yeah. and like something else on the back now he is just like decked out to the <laughs> just like is everything okay and then she's like yeah, yeah everything's okay we're fine everything's okay Here's your son. And the moment he holds his son, you just hear it like in you just see all these uh, like big letters of like clank, boom, ting, pong, boom, boom. And you think like, oh, he's getting more like he's scared to like hold his child. He doesn't know how to be a father. And then you finally see him and all of the guns have fallen off. And he's just like this ultra man thing, like holding his son. I was just like, that's a great moment. That was it's awesome. So, it's was really so sweet. And like Chisato was furious at him for like mm-hmm. selling these drugs on the side. You know, even if he did have his limits of I'll just do cigarettes. I'm not doing any hard drugs. Like he was trying to do this the best way he for could. Her, yeah. But just the fact that he was doing these illegal activities. Chisato is a justice robot. <laughs> and like she's so upset that he's he done that and he lied to her. Uh, she's furious at him and she's yelling at him. And then when the baby's there, she's like, we are going to work through this. We have a lot of problems to get through. I'm not letting you off the hook, but I'm not kicking you out either. And yeah. I, I I think that's an interesting starting point for the next time we see this group of characters. Yeah. I, I, I like that. The, especially these two vo- volumes now that we've gotten further in the story are, doing kind of these like yin and yang stories mm-hmm. right where we we now we have electagor in the main prison we have his daughter in the way Evans, and we have the birth in the prison the birth out of the prison mm-hmm. um there was it what was the one i said earlier now i completely forget 
the one that was like, it's a wee, it was, oh, the, the, with the, the g- g- goat, like, g- yeah. g- getting small and b- 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 being yeah. uh to, to Wofi, like, becoming this bigger, more giant mm-hmm. monster, right? Like, they have these, these, like, stories that are either, like, mirror opposites or are, j- like, reflections of the same thing in and out of the prison and i i think mm. that is a really really cool narrative device um, yeah because yeah not not only does it f- further the stories of the inmates inside the prison but you can follow the guards outside into their like their their home lives um and uh, yeah like I, I i think it's a way to I- expand the story have high stakes for both sides of that and and, mm-hmm. and and see the differences between them like you, you can still just be like hey like this like they were gonna have this inmate give birth with this doctor that has no idea what he's doing mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. for for chisato like she has these like mech dinosaur nurse people like like we are the hospital we can bring the hospital yeah. to you and yes. it is this like vr hospital thing yeah. that they have uh there which was really neat um but just like the the amount of like here's the amount of care that this person mm-hmm. can get versus here's the amount of care that this person can get yeah. right here's this guard that is too scared to 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 go small and then has is like like gets to hold his son for the first time yeah. and all of those fears wash away versus here's dr zhang who is stuck, yeah like wants to go smaller yeah is stuck as being big finally gets to go smaller but then has a bunch of monsters after her Right. Like they all want to kill kill her now. Uh, and and so it's just like, it's just, man, like these like I really, really like what Xander Cannon is doing yeah. with this here. So I'm 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 very excited to see what happens in the final two volumes of Kaiju Max. Yeah, we're not there's not a lot of larger plot mythology to the story it's it's very soap opera e it's very interpersonal drama so i can't i don't know if i can quite tell from here what like the big climax is that the story is going to but you know where emotionally all the different character journeys need to end up you know who needs to reconcile you know who needs to come to terms with what thing in their past and what goals they need to reach Mm -hmm. like i definitely know this is going to be emotionally successful so i think that is for as much as this book is such a combination of uh, genre tropes and inside jokes and gags and, and big monster fights, it's always been very, very sincere. And like yeah. the, I think the characters are emotionally very true. And even when they aren't, you've got that like director's footnote from Xander Cannon saying something like, I think this was paced a little bit too fast to buy that Dr. Zhang and Jean are the Dr. Zhang has fallen for Jean. Of course, Sean mm. never really fell for her. Sean's the worst, but yeah, yeah. Like I, and it, it's been nice to see how much this book grows, how much uh, Xander Cannon's writing grows, and how much more careful everything seems to be. Yeah, because that was something I noticed in the footnotes too. Is that the footnotes of that those first two volumes was a lot of the like 
man, if I could go back, I think I'd put one yeah. more page in here. Like it, 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 it was more, re- I, I don't want to say regretful, but like more reflective on like what I could do better. Whereas the stuff yeah. in volumes three and four that we read for this time was like, th- th- was just like this line was a reference to that. Like there was no, mm. like I would do this differently. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it does feel more mature in the, in the story that he's telling. It does feel like he's found his footing of like, all right, we've, we've, we've got the, process down i know my writing style i know the art like i know how to pace this out a lot um and yeah i i think that's very evident in in just how confident these stories are all the like this like yin and yang mirror reflection thing that i pointed out um Mm -hmm. i i liked it a lot there is one more thing i want to briefly touch on um, that I'm still a little confused on, kind of. That con- confused might not be the right word. So, uh, last time I was like, I have this weird feeling about some of the language being used mm. in the book, particularly around the use of my Liza, which is mm. a very obvious stand-in for the mm. N word. Um, and I was kind of confused because they 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 kind of make it a point. Uh, or, or, well, last time when I was talking about it, I didn't really know how to uh, like express the mm. like, odd feeling I was getting from, yeah. from, from it. I, I think I know a little bit more now. I still can't nail it down exactly, but mm-hmm. I'm also a pasty McPale white guy. So my <laughs> opinions on the use of the N word and all of that, mm-hmm. that probably don't mean all, all that much. Um, so in in the first book, I feel like I was a little confused about uh, the use of it because it felt like everyone was saying it. Yeah. Whereas I think the book also tried to make it a point that monsters weren't necessarily supposed to be representative of a certain like real mm. life culture or people. Mm. Um, mm. But then even it... I, I think this also may have worked negatively for Xander Cannon because they use the word mon as a short for monster. But mon also stereotypically sounds like a, like mm. a Jamaican like island, some yeah. kind of like island, uh, the islander uh, accent, which yeah. stereotypically mm. is like, OK, this is black people. Um, mm. and, and so. I, it, it was like the book is telling me that not everyone here is supposed to be representative of a specific culture, but yet you're giving me language and slang of mm-hmm. characters that would be that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then in this one, I I, I started to it, it, I, I think it was. It was something more early on when we get to the women's prison that I was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe it was only the lizard style monsters. Like it was Godzilla mm. the ones that were like, these are like based off of a lizard. Like those are the yeah. ones that are saying it. But then go, go space baby said it a few times. And I was like, well, she's not a lizard. She's from space. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, she's a, a space bird. So I like I there there was some like I I'm just having trouble parsing like 
is it okay for all of these characters to mm. say stuff like that? Because mm. on top of that, I think this is where we get the first use of my lezer with a hard R, still no d at the end. But there are some of the guards that use the like hard R version of that, which is still like, okay, we know you're saying the N word, but like this character is also not black like i i so it's it's just it's just like i don't obviously like with these more human inmate characters like it is meant to be like oh like these guys are just racist and that they are Mm. speciesist or or who knows what Mm. like that is supposed to be but then you're also trying to tell me that not every monster is representative of a certain culture but they're all kind of saying so it's just it's hard to parse out like mm. it, it like it feels like the cryptids would have their own culture here it feels like the and that doesn't necessarily need to map to like oh mm. cryptids are german people or something like that but as yeah. monsters right it feels like they would have their own slang their own culture whereas uh-huh. yeah like the, the godzilla like monsters might have their own culture here and i i kind of want to explore that a little bit more instead of this kind of blanket of like my lizza or stuff like that. Like I, I mm, knew that mm. would be be in there. I'm not saying stop using my Lizza because it's racist or something like that. But I, I, I feel like I feel like there could be more exploration in that. Of what are the other slang terms and why? Why does yeah. everyone just use that and ambergris or whatever it is? And I, the one I do like, I, I have to say, the one I love is Megafauna. I love that yeah. as a substitute for mother fucker that is great i i it's just like yeah that 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 one is yeah i i I, that one is just creative in a whole because it's not it's not necessarily specific to a certain culture it does not have the like connotations of what the n-word might and this very obvious like my lizard is just a substitute for that right there is that, Mm -hmm. that history and those connotations with that uh, so yeah, I I I want to know like what are all the slang terms of the the like elder gods yeah. and stuff like that. What are the slang terms? Like we've gotten some of it, especially with the uh, where, or at least I feel like with the um, the mecca the 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 mm-hmm. meccas especially with their religion, right? Because that that is very mm. prominent to their culture. They're pro gramming worshiping the cloud and stuff like that but it is also you don't necessarily need to use that slang with mecha monsters with mecha kaiju mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. you you could just have like a cyber punk techno religion where it's like oh we need yeah. to go against our programming and upload our consciousness yeah. to the cloud yeah. and stuff like that so I just want to see it explored a little bit more. I I, I think that's what my th- thoughts were. It's just like mm. I was a little bit conf- confused. Now that I've gone on that big long rant, I also want to say that like, <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm reading into that more than I should, and I don't know if it's as I, big a deal as it needs to be. But I like that was just something that 
and like it it stuck with me if that makes sense mm, mm. i i do appreciate the creativity that goes into xander cannon finding a a monster equivalent to a lot of real world slang and terminology uh and how there's very few like real world vocabulary letters that he doesn't put through his tr- monster translation machine <laughs> like yeah. he, this is truly going the extra mile but when it's happening so much it kind of does make you like look real hard at it and sometimes if you look too close it's like i don't know if all this tracks i don't know if all this really makes sense exactly the other thing because one thing that i thought was neat from the first two volumes is there was a footnote that said like the, the, the these monsters don't have a word for big Right. Yeah. And I they they because they are big. Everything is small to them. And I thought that was a neat yeah. idea, but I don't think it necessarily tracks like what you just yeah. said. Like I look too hard. Maybe it doesn't track because they're, they're all speaking English or at least this book translates everything mm. into English. But the monsters all understand each other. So does that mean the like. Elder Cthulhu mythos monsters are speaking yeah. a language that the Mecha monsters understand, that the cryptids understand. And like, it, I, I don't know exactly that, but also they're on Earth. They've been on Earth for a while. They understand the, the, the guards and the warden and all of that stuff. I feel like they would learn the language. But again, mm-hmm. they seem to all be speaking English. So <laughs> you would think like besides some of the cuss words, because that's the first thing you do when you want to learn a new language, you learn like what's all the dirty words. That's all the naughty words that I can say. Then you learn some more basic concepts, right? Mm-hmm. I think size would be a fairly basic concept, like size of objects to a, yeah. a monster or to a prison or just, like that is I, I, not necessarily what, you would learn as a human if you're trying to learn a different language, but the immediate difference in species of like, wow, this one is much bigger than me. Like it's going to like, I feel like that's one of the first things you try to convey to the monsters of like, to us, you are big. You are of a size that is like immeasurably more, right? They know what a lot, means right if if i have one cup of hot chocolate versus if i have fifty thousand, like like that like i am the i am the human the one cup of hot chocolate you are the monster the fifty thousand. there's so much more of them it's large it's big it's grande yeah <laughs> so i don't know but um yeah i i i, I like all of the creativity that goes in this book. I, I am having a blast. Yeah. Checking it out. So good stuff. Good stuff. Do you have any other kind of <clears throat> final thoughts that you want to bring up? Something else that we missed? No, I don't remember anything else. <laughs> I well, just covered it. There you go. Good stuff. Um, I don't think we have any kind of check in for bingo. Let me just double check here. Uh, yeah, I don't got no, anything. Nothing here. Um, so we're 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 gonna skip that. 
we also skip recommendations and we usually save that for the first and the last time we cover uh, something here on our end of the month specials. So we'll get some more recommendations to you uh, here at the end of November when we finish up our coverage of Kaiju Max. Um, so, Melissa, it's your turn to do some pitches for this next week. I did the pitches last week. I pitched you three different animated movies because mm-hmm. I realized except for animated episodes of live action shows, we haven't covered anything animated this year. We never got to it. Yeah, uh, I, I still just... find that amazingly hard to believe. But yeah, I went back and looked and <laughs> we did no anime this yeah. year. Who knows? I might do some next week just to be like, you have to get at least one just p- proper anime in there. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Well, we, we've spent a lot of other time in in Japan this year we've done some uh, with, with the various stuff. Yeah. Yeah, with, with the various kaiju, we've watched plenty of live action movies from Japan this year. For sure. So we've just we've been gone to the animated stuff. So I pitched you three uh, cartoon supervillain movies. I pitched you the bad guys, Mega Mind mm-hmm. and Wreck It Ralph. Not exactly a supervillain, but a movie about the what it's like to be an antagonist, what it's like to be feel like you're stuck in the bad guy role for your whole life. Uh, and you picked Megamind. Next week, we get to talk about the delightful supervillain comedy from DreamWorks Animation, Megamind. One of Absolutely. my faves. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be so much fun. We hope you jo- join us. Um, but yeah, I think that is about it then for this mm-hmm. week for our Kaiju Max coverage. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. Uh, if you guys would like to stay up to date with me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you'd like to follow all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, we got some more videos right over there. We would love for you to check out. um, Yeah, plenty of stuff, plenty of podcasts for you to check out. Uh, But this has been number 230 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.